Hello, 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 and welcome into episode number 61. That's right, episode number 61 of the Sports Kiki Podcast. My name is Alex Reamer. Happy Saturday to you all. We've made it to the weekend. Weather-wise, our best weekend here in the Boston area, 70 degrees, sunny, we're getting vaccinated, the world is great, I got my first shot out of the way last week, Uh, not without some anxiety-provoking moments, Uh, I had a small fever, apparently, when I walked into the CVS, 99.9, you gotta be 99.6 or below, so then I had the uh, pleasure of going out into the parking lot sans jacket or anything, and uh, just kind of trying to freeze myself out (laughs) until my body temperature came down, and it did, fortunately, and I was allowed to get the shot. So yeah, a moment of uh, what was, you know, because I'm a a corny, cheesy person in that way. I was standing in line for the vaccine. I started tearing up a little bit about everything of the last year plus and how I've come out on the other side. I'm fortunate that my parents are vaccinated and healthy. I'm fortunate that I've made through this healthy. I made it through this healthy. I'm fortunate to still be at OutSports. I landed a full-time position at Odyssey Sports, uh, my old company, a digital position a few weeks ago. So it was an emotional moment, a blissful moment. And then I got called up and then I was told I had a slight fever. (laughs) And then all the bliss went away and turned to angst. But we're all vaccinated. Well, not all vaccinated, halfway there, we're all good, feeling good on this Saturday. Uh, I'm also feeling good about my guest this week, Nick Vallejo, is a former uh, college swimmer, a uh, serious surfer. He came out on OutSports in 2017. Uh, I catch up with Nick to ask him about what he's doing now and also about his journey creatively. Nick has his own personal website, He has some photos of himself on his website under a section called Whore Thottery that I love. And as an extension of that, he's opened up his own OnlyFans page. So you diehard sports geek ears may remember a couple months ago I had on Hunter Dalton, another outsports athlete who started his own OnlyFans page. Well, Nick did the same thing recently, and I talked to him about why, what led him to open up the OnlyFans. Uh, Much like Hunter... Nick said it's a lot about confidence and owning himself and owning his body. The coming out journey was not easy for Nick. He grew up in a very religious household. Uh, He was uncomfortable with his sexuality throughout high school. He went to community college, then transferred to the University of Hawaii. He continued to swim competitively, but that secret being closeted kept eating at him, eating at him. And then he did finally come out in a short Facebook post in 2015 And it actually made him feeling worse about himself. And he started Googling gay and homosexuality on the internet and just saw gay people and gay kids abandoned by their families and thrown out. And he he really thought there was no future for him. And uh, here we are. Six years later, he's found a great community. Surfing has played a huge role in his journey of self-discovery. And now it's led him to the point where he's, as I mentioned, running his own personal website, being creative, and starting his own OnlyFans account. So I think it's an awesome, awesome story. Really excited to have Nick come on and tell us more about that. But before we do that, kind of uh, on a similar theme, I do want to mention a story that our Jim Bazinski, one of our co-founders, published in Outsport this week about a gender-fluid model who is Sports Illustrated's first male swimsuit 
finalist, uh, Louis Fries, is using his opportunity to broaden the definition of gender and what's possible. Um, he describes himself as gender fluid. He uses he, they as his pronouns according to Instagram. Um, and I just think it's so awesome for stuff like this to happen and for people of all identities to feel sexy. And as I mentioned, this ties in nicely to what I'll talk about with Nick because who among us doesn't want to feel sexy? You know, and that to me is a big part of the coming out experience. I will never forget the first times that I stepped into a gay club in Boston and I saw eyes turn on me and I'm like, wait a minute, I'm not in a room with just straight dudes anymore and girls who are going to ignore me. Like people are actually going to look at me and be interested in me and I can play up with that. I mean, that's fun. I've never felt sexier. I I never felt sexy when I was closeted and since coming out. I've never felt sexier. I mean, it's true. And each year I feel better and better about myself physically. And I know for some people that seems shallow, but it really is not. Especially if you love the way you look and you think you look good and you have positive and you have a positive image of yourself through that way, that does wonders for your confidence. I think that's very important for people's confidence, to feel good about the way they look. There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing with wanting to own your body. And that's a big part of the coming out experience. You can own your body and you can be around people who find you sexy and you find them sexy. And I think a lot of us are making up for lost time, <laughs> myself included, um, after we, rip, after we, you know, uh, silenced a lot of those feelings early in our lives and, rip, and, 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 and tried to keep those under wraps as Nick did. Um, so, yeah, it's just, I love seeing stories like this. A gender fluid model is, uh, may wind up in a Sports Illustrated near, uh, near you this year, if, if people do still get Sports Illustrated. At the least, you'll see them in the virtual pages of Sports Illustrated. Um, and of all the things that Louis Fries has on his Instagram, this is maybe my favorite line of his. I have no clue where my gender really falls at the moment, but all I can do is take things day by day and share every moment with all of you. I mean, how awesome is that? I don't know how I identify. Maybe I'll identify differently tomorrow than I do today. But right now, this is how I am. This is how I look. This is how I feel. Look at it. Really cool. So today's show, all about body positivity and feeling sexy. It's a Sports Kiki podcast, episode number 61. Nick Vallejo is on the other side. Thank you, as always, for listening. And welcome back to the Sports Kiki podcast. I was mentioning in the opening, we like to revisit our some of our uh, stories on outsports every now and again. And uh, this is one that certainly caught my eye in our archives. Nick Vallejo is a uh, surfer, former swimmer. Uh, he's currently back in Santa Cruz, California, studying uh, sociology and psychology. He's a creative guy, and I'm happy to have him on the show. Nick, how are you, man? What's going on? Well, uh, I'm in San Diego with one of my best friends at the moment. Um, just checking in to see how her life is going, and she's like my support network at this point. Nice, nice. I, I love San Diego. I've not been since I was like 12. I feel like I would have a different experience now <laughs> if I went, so I, I need to make it back there. Um, but yeah, I've heard amazing things about San Diego. Yeah, um, some of my best friends are out here, so, I mean, they're into the surf culture, so that's pretty much why I'm here, uh, trying to get my feet wet and getting ready for summer, too, so 
I figured San Diego is like a good spot to go to and take a break from school, especially with COVID. Uh, yeah, I, I can't even imagine. Um, this may sound like a stupid question, but California surfing culture versus Hawaii surfing culture. You lived in both places. You surfed in both places. Is there like a rivalry between the two or is there like a big difference between the two? Uh, I wouldn't call it a rivalry. Um, Culture-wise, I think uh, I think from like my perspective of things, I think culture-wise it's different because out here it's more of the uh, kind of like a the typical like American blondish, you know, blue-eyed surfer, and then out there is more of like the native surfers and stuff, um, yeah. and like the organic forming of like where like surfing pretty much originated. But uh, yeah, I'm more of when surfing, I look more of like the the culture wise. So Hawaii is like the place for me to go to if uh, I ever want to get like a. I don't know. I don't know what to call it. Not not a right. I wouldn't call it a rivalry. It's just like more of a. What what would a word be for it? Yeah. Tranquil. I don't Tranquil. know. Tranquil. I, I I just find it like slow. I find it more slow paced. If yeah. that makes sense. Versus out here where everything's like more like super fast paced and kind of everyone's in and out but out there it's more of like laid back and a lot more slower and tranquil <laughs> yeah yeah i hear you like less sceney out there as in what scene in hawaii well like sceney you know like less of a you know like less of a scene less of a you know in like... oh scene um yeah i mean it's more there's not a lot of uh I don't know, tourists or like yeah. by, what do, you, what do you call it? Like, I don't know, like tourists or just like people just in general. So it's more remote. That's why I like it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so the biggest question I had for you and what I was most interesting in finding out is, as I mentioned, I was reading your coming out story, which you published with us at Outsports in 2017. And it really was not an easy journey for you. I mean, after you posted your initial coming out on Facebook in 2015, you you know, had fevers, you had a lot of anxiety. Um, so now here we are six years later, 2021. I went to your website, Nick. You have a section called Whore Thoughtery on your website. You just started an OnlyFans account. How did you arrive to this point? Uh, at which point? The OnlyFans or like just my website? This point where you just seem to have uh, so much confidence in yourself and who you are. I think it's awesome. Um... I figured that I would make the most of my journey uh, to be a creative one, whether, I don't know, I, I just figured it'd just, it'd just be fun to be creative with uh, my sexuality and like what I like to do and like try and mesh it together to like make it more, I don't know, relatable, I guess. And then since like maybe get a good laugh because I enjoy making people laugh. Mm -hmm. Not it's not necessarily to be taken like so seriously, but just to be like a uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, like a comic relief kind of ordeal. Yeah. What what's comic relief? The OnlyFans page. Not the OnlyFans. Oh. Uh, if, if I'm referring to the, the whole thing. <laughs> oh, yes, 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 but, yes. <laughs> but uh, the OnlyFans part, I figured 
um, I saw a documentary. It was I'm not sure what uh, what is it the uh, specific what is it I don't know if it was like Netflix or Hulu or whatever it was. Yeah. But I saw a, dec- a documentary of this black woman who she was doing this OnlyFans account and she was like owning her body and like her image. Yeah. And she's like, if, if I were straight, she wouldn't be like the person who I would, who would be like my type, like my type. Sure. Um, I was just literally telling my girlfriend here, girl, my girl who is friend, <laughs> uh, I was telling her, um, like if I were to do something like that, like I would want to own my own body and my own image and be like, Hey, like this is me. Like I also have like a sexual side, but I also like, like to be creative. And like in the bedroom too, you know. So mm-hmm. I figured if this like black woman could do it, own her image, and like make money off of it too, and being able to like quit her job and like do it full time, like the way she did, and like how she's now chasing her endeavors, whatever that was later in the documentary. Um, I figured, hey, that looks like fun. Like I'm creative. I own myself. Like why not um, own my own image and make money off of it and i don't know maybe my uh future man can do that and be like oh like this guy's hot like <laughs> he's, com- he's hot he's confident he knows what he likes like come find me <laughs> what more what more do you want um <laughs> that that's so cool and you know because you grew up in a religious household right yeah 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 was it like socially conservative um no, not really. Um, not, I wouldn't say socially conservative, but just more like, uh, I mean, being a male, I had a lot more like space to be free with like my sexuality. But uh, growing up in the household, there wasn't really like a leash for me to be like, oh, like you can't do that. <laughs> It was just like, oh, if you're going to do that, just I hope you could carry yourself and, you know, own yourself to, like, whatever you're going to do. Yeah, yeah. So then where do you think a lot of your discomfort came about your, your sexuality? My discomfort? Um, I would say... Uh, I would say perspective wise where it would be like if I were to say something and like own myself and then someone else would be trying to like flip that on me. Um, that's where the discomfort would be. Uh, like I would want that. I think that's where part of it could be from. If that makes sense. Uh, I, don't, I don't really I, wait, wait, I, no, uh If someone, if someone flipped your sexuality on you, like, like they were turning it, like, like you weren't owning your sexuality? Is that what you mean? Or not necessarily that, but just saying like, oh, like they're doing this for uh, the wrong reason or like attention okay. or something like that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because what I thought was interesting was, I mean, like we, you know, as you know, publish tons of coming out stories and in yours, you did post a short message on Facebook in 2015, but that you wrote made you feel worse and more anxious right back in 2015 yes yeah um like after my initial coming out 
Yes. 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 Um, right. Uh, I think it's just, I don't know, part of what I had to go through. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I can't give you a specific reason why. (laughs) Yeah. 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 It's just like, that's just what it was. Yeah. Yeah. And and I do like this. So, I mean, so I'm also reading that you, you, you know, you started going to Coachella and going out more and exploring yourself. Um, and then you started your own YouTube channel, right? I had one. Yeah. But it kind of, uh, I decided not to venture down that road (laughs) for whatever reason. I can't remember exactly what, but I just didn't want to do that whole YouTube debacle. Debacle. A lot of, (laughs) go ahead. No, debacle. What what makes it a debacle? Uh, well, I mean, when I was growing up watching YouTube, I kind of, like, thought it was, I found, like, the more, like, the funny stuff of it, not so much of, like, all the hype of it now, where it's, like, all these ads and yeah. people trying to make a quick buck here and there. Like, that just got so tiring. I was just like, you know what? As much as I want to create content and put on YouTube, I don't want to fall into that trap of, Oh, I'm only doing this for money now. Like, sorry, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Um, so I figured, you know, I'm I'm pretty sure I could find some other creative outlets to use, um, and like take my time in figuring that out. Yeah. And eventually, I did. I did. I was like, you know what? I should probably just make a website, start small, and then whatever life throws at me, I'm pretty sure I could create something that could, I don't know, be more of my taste. Yeah. Yeah. And um. And you mentioned a few minutes ago that, uh, you know, the OnlyFans page and your website as well are ways for you to express your creativity uh, out of the bedroom and in the bedroom as well. I'm just kind of wondering um, how you came to discover yourself sexually in that way and realize, you're like, yeah, I, I am like a creative person both in and out of the bedroom. Um, are you, Are you asking, like, how... Like I came to that point or the why? Yeah, the why, how, because, you know, I just go back to your story and, uh, you know, it's, uh, I, I think it's great because I think coming out is all about a journey and a transformation and you're just discovering more stuff about yourself as you go on. Right. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I can't give you a pinpoint um, exactly, but I just felt the most important thing for me to do was to one was to own myself that would be the biggest part where it's like i want to speak for myself i want to own my content i don't want someone else coming in tell me what to do and like how to look or how to specifically talk um so i figured i i need to learn how to own myself first and i think this is like the first step of like ownership Mm um and then from there, I guess the creativity part followed where it's like, okay, well, what's going on in the world outside of my perspective and how does it relate to my life and how can I mesh it together to be like relatable, sure, but also like realistic um, and kind of like down to earth and like organic, natural, and just like me, like what I see what I see and how I see myself. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. No, it does. It does. And what do you want to accomplish with your, with your page? Uh, right now, um, 
I mean, what I want to do with it right now is like, like I said before, ownership. Like I own myself now, which is great. Um, and with the OnlyFans, I'm meshing that in together because I want to create more like sexy. Yeah. <laughs> um, I have, I, I think I have more, um, like my nerd side, sure, but like I don't. In my perspective, I don't have enough sexy. So I was just like, well, OnlyFans would be a great place to like launch uh i don't know i could <laughs> i don't know like my sexy part or like my promiscuous and like my human part like vulnerability like hey this is like this is my bedroom or this is where i am in life right now like this is like what i look like this is it's not like staged and planned it's like all going with my flow of my timeline um so i think it'd be nice to be like hey like this is me and I'm pretty sure uh, I'm pretty sure down the road I'll get more confident and be uh, inclined to do more um, I don't know creative stuff with my sexy side yeah yeah and why do you what do you feel when you're exploring this this sexy side of you um confidence is one um I've never yeah, I mean, confidence is one, and two would be like, I actually had a an OnlyFans uh, message from an anonymous person, and they asked me kind of like a similar question, like, why are you doing this? And, yeah. And uh, I think overall, it would be, the bigger picture outside of me would be like, hey, if you're another gay dude or an athlete, like, there's a market out there, like an untouched market, and... I'm pretty, and if you were to own yourself and like create yourself and project yourself into the world, people will, people will buy that. Like they want to buy like a real person, not buy a real person, but like buy like who you, who you are projecting to the world. Like there's, I don't feel like there's enough of that and it'd be great to have like more creative. I mean, for one, me, it'd be like, I would love to see more creative, like hot surfers doing OnlyFans. Like (laughs) why not? Yeah. Why not? Why not indeed? <laughs> um, and, um, and I was going to ask you too, like, what's your relationship like with surfing today? That, that's a good, uh, that's a good, a good way to get into that. Um, right now, I mean, I'm, so I transferred to Santa Cruz, which is nice. Uh, and I mean, I surfed a couple times out there already. I got a new board, um, really really sexy board um that's, that's, but, the, um, that's the word of the interview <laughs> yeah, it is, it's, it's all it's all sexy <laughs> it's all sexy but, uh, yeah i'm just uh i'm getting back into it because i had to get a new board my other one was pretty beat up and i gotta get ready for summer and get my body moving again um but out there i'm just like surfing casually like here and there um Trying to navigate with COVID too is is tricky too. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I just I'm just like staying active, trying to keep myself in shape for summer, pretty much with uh, surfing. Um, there's a really cool spot out there called Natural Bridges, which is like the first spot I went out to when I transferred out there. Mm-hmm. Really, really fun. Really scary though. It was this past winter I went out there, and the waves were like 10 ish feet plus, and 
Um, I was trying to get adjusted to this new board I bought, and I ate so much shit. It was horrible. <laughs> I felt so embarrassed because people were watching me, and I was like, oh, man, you guys did not see that. I had, like, a busted-up lip and everything. <laughs> but um, uh, I took it for what it is. Um, I, w- I, would imagine, though, that's, I would imagine, though, that surfing is the ultimate social distancing sport. I mean, <laughs> right? Yeah, that part, too, but it's also fun to like surf with friends too. Yeah. So it's like some of my friends are back in Hawaii and I like want to go surfing with them. Cause they're like my go-tos and whatnot, but it's like, Oh, I'm stuck out here and not complaining. Like I'm, I'm good stuck in California. Um, yeah. but it, it's better if I'm like with one of my friends or associates or whoever, just to be smiling that sunshine. Smile in that sunshine. I love it. And I also did want to ask, too, like, and to go back to your coming out story, you said you wound up hating swimming and you actually quit swimming in college, but you found surfing to be very calming and kind of like a solace, you know, and, and it gave you a lot of solace. Um, why was that? Why, why was swimming something that you grew out of competitively, but you seemed to find yourself more in surfing? Um... I would say, I mean, competitively, when I get, I mean, I use swimming more of like a, like my competitive outlet, mm-hmm. because that was something I was chasing with like a team. Um, so, I mean, take the competitive element out of that and putting myself in a different environment where I'm not competing against anyone and I'm just enjoying myself. And like, if I were to like, fuck, excuse me. That's I okay. Curse. <laughs> okay. <laughs> If I allowed to curse? It's a podcast. Yeah. That's what's... That's, okay. Yeah, no worries. <laughs> if I were to, like, fuck up, like, out in the ocean or, like, I don't... Like, a wave comes in and knocks me off, like, it's it's fun. It's enjoyable. It's, like, I'm not taking it seriously. Like, my ego's not getting hurt. It's just... It is what it is out there. Like, I'm enjoying myself. Like, I'm not competing in surfing or have an eye for that. I'm just, like, enjoying my time. Like, my personal time, like, out there. Yeah. Um, yeah. Compared, comparing that to swimming where it's like I was with a team, I was with uh, coaches, like we had a goal and we had to stick to that goal like as a team and it's like that was a whole different element. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I feel that. Um, and it's also about like you mentioned kind of going on your own journey and to tie it back to the OnlyFans page, uh, I talked to another outsports person who we profiled, outsports athlete who also has an OnlyFans, and his answers were very similar to yours, that it really is, at the end of the day, a way for him to feel confident in himself and own his own body and sexuality. Nice. I could agree to that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I won't yeah. knock that down at all. <laughs> yeah. Um, so where does Nick Vallejo go from here? What's uh, what, what, what can we watch for 2021 on the OnlyFans page, the website, and, and otherwise? What, what's in store? Um, I, it's whatever life throws at me, to be honest. I'm not someone who likes to plan things because I know plans change. Uh, so it's just, especially with what's going on right now with COVID and everything and lockdown, it's, it's kind of hard to see. Like, I can't see that vision yet. Um, it's at this moment, it's kind of like a, Go with whatever life throws at me <laughs> at this point. 
Yeah, I think COVID's taught all of us that. I mean, like, who could have imagined this happening 14 months ago? I mean, you spend all your time worrying about the future, worrying about certain things, and then the biggest thing that's ever happened in our lives comes and no one saw it coming. So <laughs> I think that's a good attitude to have. Yeah. Um, but if I were to say anything, it would be to spend, I mean, what I'm doing right now would be just like spending my time with my close friends and making sure they're all right and still somewhat enjoying ourselves, finding out what to enjoy ourselves and keeping, keeping the, keeping the crew together. I love it. Important to keep the crew together. Nick Vallejo, you can find his website, nicholasvallejo.com. That's V-A-L-L-E-J-O. And uh, how else can the people find you, Nick? Uh, I have an Instagram. It's Nick Vallejo. And my Twitter is NickDVallejo1. And yeah, that's pretty much the the two major uh, social sites I use. Beautiful. Nick, thanks for chatting, man. I, I enjoyed it. Yeah, I appreciate it. Thank you so much for reaching out. All right. So thanks to Nick for taking the time and coming on the show. I hope you enjoyed that. Um, It's always interesting that whenever I'm doing these interviews with athletes whom we've profiled, uh, I'm assuming that nobody listening has read the coming out story I'm referencing. In Nick's case, it was published four years ago. If you haven't, it's a great read. But still, I'm assuming that you're going in kind of blind as a listener. So it's always a tough balance to strike between like, Uh, filling in enough information about their story during the interviews so you're not completely lost, opposed to, though, coming off like you're asking leading questions and just, like, leading this sort of interrogation of them. Like, oh, you came out and felt uncomfortable. Isn't that correct? So, I don't know. It's a tough balance to draw, but uh, I think Nick was great. And as I was saying to him, and as I was also saying the opening, again, what's the theme of this show? Body positivity, feeling sexy. Uh, That's now two for two. We've interviewed two OnlyFans people, on the podcast and both have given very similar reasons as to why they've started their pages because they want to feel good about themselves and they want to really own themselves so i'm all for that good message to take into the weekend thank you as always for listening and we'll talk to you next saturday